The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. All right, everybody, here we are. Pixel Dan joining us, man. We were going to do this a couple weeks ago. You had a major life event, so congratulations on uh, the new addition to the family. Oh, thank you so much, man, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm I'm glad that I'm finally here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Feels like we've been planning this for a long time. <laughs> it, it's it's all good. Everybody's busy. Uh, it's kind of I don't know if you've heard. It's kind of a weird time in the world. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're all, uh, we're all just trying to, you know, get by, but you definitely appreciate you being on. Um, we had connected, I'm trying to think when it was, I guess it was technically this year, uh, met you at a convention in South Carolina, the, uh, the toy convention there, uh, which uh, turned out to be a good little show. That was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a uh, retro toy con. Yep. Uh, it was my first time out. I was my first time going to a con in South Carolina at all. Uh, but it was, yeah, a fantastic show, really fun weekend. So if conventions are ever a thing again, <laughs> right, I'm looking right. to going back to that one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that was a good one. And, uh, that's, I guess that's the weird thing. You know, we're, we had this big year planned, right? So we, we did that and then we were up in New York for toy fair and I know you were there obviously. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, from there we were, you know, uh, we were supposed to be at the Ghostbusters world premiere, uh, this week. Uh, but that's, you know, next March now. And then oh, we, man. we were going to be going to, uh, you know, San Diego. So it, it's been one thing after another and then dragon con, which is our, our local Atlanta convention. So it's all gone. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's same with me. I mean, it's, it's really weird to me that it's July right now and I'm not like leaving for comic con in the next two weeks because that's been my life for the past decade, right. <laughs> you know, going to co- covering Comic-Con is such a big part of what I do that it's so weird that it, it's just not a thing. Like something is missing in my life right now. It feels weird. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're going to try their best with the with the virtual panels and the reveals and yeah. stuff. It won't be the same, but we'll, you know, hopefully by by next year, we'll we'll figure out how to uh, how to adjust to to everything. Uh, but yeah, uh I think- yeah, but Toy Fair was great. So we, I, I did see you at Toy Fair. You were doing your thing. We were doing our thing. And uh, that was our first Toy Fair. So you've been doing it forever. You're the the elder statesman. Um, so we were just kind of <laughs> like in a it's it's much like it's like shock and awe your first time. You can't even yes. contain your excitement. And then you try to have a level of professionalism. And it's just uh, it's crazy. So um, but uh, I guess where we have to start and where everybody's expecting us to start is uh coming out of their shells or <laughs> I mean we have Ooh. we have to start there so um NECA made the announcement yesterday we had Randy and Trevor from NECA on our show a couple weeks ago and oh sweet they That's did awesome and they're great they were really good about not dropping too many hints um 
But it was one of these weird things where I'm a huge fan of the Coming Out of the Shells tour. We all are here. Um, our original theme song was was Pizza Power. Then we took it down. Nice. Early on in podcasting, we, we we realized like, oh, you can't use other people's music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was there for like six months. But um, it's insane. I, I, I will say my reaction was I was completely shocked and also not surprised at all. Uh, so what was your feeling yesterday? I mean, it's just exactly the kind of thing you would expect NECA to do, right? And anytime there's something that you don't think there will ever be an action figure of, NECA seems to be those magicians that make these these random things, these obscure things a reality, and they make us all want them. <laughs> Um, so the, there's been heavy rumors that it was going to be the coming out of their shells tour, which by the way, I noticed that on the package, it doesn't say that it calls them like the, uh, it's the, it calls it like, yeah, it's like the the, the mutagen, uh, the, the mutagen something tour. So there must be something weird with the rights with coming out of their shell tour. You know, that was, that was like a promotional thing with pizza hut and everything. Right me wonder if there's something weird going on with the trademark but it doesn't matter because we still know exactly what it is and you know like i know that i think he dropped some pretty heavy rumors on uh uh the major wrestling figure podcast with uh matt cardona and uh yeah so like ever since then it's kind of like we all knew it was coming (laughs) and uh i love it man this is the and it's so weird that there's no Comic-Con this year because this is what I would consider the perfect convention exclusive. Convention exclusives should be the weird and obscure stuff like this that maybe not everybody wants. Right. Because if you feel like you want to skip it, you don't feel as bad about it because it's a convention exclusive. You know what I mean? So I always uh, I always think that convention exclusives should always be this you know, niche stuff that not everybody is going to feel like they need, but if you really want it, it's something special that you can get. Um, but you know, now we don't even have a Comic-Con this year, so it's just like a Target exclusive. Right. So, it's <laughs> I don't so know weird. If that's like putting extra pressure on it or, or yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I, I, you know, I get very much consumed in the things that I love and we all do here at the podcast. It's usually three of us, but I, I try to spare, you know, sometimes when we have a new guest on that three on one attack can be very stressful. I know it's stressful for me. So I can't imagine how it is for the guests. So, um, we'll, we'll introduce you to the, the yes, have some crew, uh, you know, lightly over time. Uh, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, it does suck that that we're not going to have it at San Diego. And this definitely fits the bill of an, you know, uh, an exclusive that I personally feel like if you're a Ninja Turtles fan and you, you grew up, if your age bracket hits that, you know, if you were of a certain age in 1990, I don't know how you could not want this set to me, <laughs> I got to get two of them because there's two different looks. You can do yeah. the, the, with the vest look, you know, on stage. And then there's the, the promo look with the star on the, you know, on, you know, Michelangelo's right. eye. Um, but I love the box, like the way that you're going to be able to unfold it and have a stage set up. Like that's just genius. Like NECA just time and time again, you know, they kill it. Like there's nothing else to say. It's so cool. I, I There was some brief discussion on social media right before they revealed them with people kind of wondering like which version it was going to be. Is it going to be the ones from like the VHS tape or is it going to be the actual stage show? I don't know why I didn't realize that it's NECA. So of course it's going to be both. Right. <laughs> of course of they're going to make it so that you can swap out parts. I thought that was genius. As soon as I saw that, I was like, man, that's, that's amazing. You could do either version. And I know it's one of those things too where – 
uh, a lot of a lot of fans, I think, or just people in general, we kind of look at that era and go, Ugh, you know, like that's so cringy. It's so weird. Um, but like me personally, I love that kind of stuff. I love the campy stuff. And I, I kind of embrace the silly side of a lot of these, um, you know, pop culture fads and phenomenons. Oh, I love it. You know what I mean? Like masters to. of the universe had the power tour. They did the same thing. I think it's amazing. I've been asking Mattel to give us songster from the, the power tour for years, which is just some silly singing character that was created for basically he man's version of the, uh, out of their shells tour. Right. You know? <laughs> so I love, I love it. You know? Yeah. I mean, you gotta, yeah. you have to lean, you know, sometimes people get very precious about these, these older, uh, properties that we love like when you go back and watch i mean we had on uh, ninja turtles today like ever since that announcement happened yesterday i've been i go in these modes so i i meet i'm in tmnt mode this week and i was watching some old episodes of the animated series and like it's just silly fun at the end of the day so to me even something like people talk about oh i saw somebody comment on on facebook or something like the the coming out of the shells tour is the lowest point in turtles history it's like calm down like <laughs> calm down like, yeah, I know. I know. I, I mean, the comments that I was getting on Twitter just uh, just by, you know, retweeting or sharing the news. It was amazing because it was so half and half, like half the people are excited or they love it or they think it's silly and they, they think it's funny or, you know. But then there's like there was another half of people that were just like, I will never spend money on that. What are they thinking I would have rather had this and this and this. And it's just like, man, we could, we could always do that guys. Like anytime something gets revealed, there's always going to be a thousand other things that you wanted instead. Right. That's just not how this works. Well, I knew when, let's just explain. Yeah. And (laughs) I knew when, when Randy, when Randy said, uh, you know, I I'll watch anything Randy does. I watch. So obviously all the stuff you do with him at toy fair, any interview, because he's really, good he's so much better and NECA is so much better than any other modern toy company you know large or small at getting in front of the fans and having that direct communication Mm -hmm. so you got to kind of read between the lines and when he was saying our exclusive perfect you know it perfectly captures this moment in time to me I was like oh it has to be it has to be this (laughs) yeah yeah um and listen there's more characters in that show there's uh you know you got to get april and shredder and splinter which you know shredder and splinter are just awful looking i think they would make great action figures <laughs> I, know, I know i know i'm already challenging NECA to give me that shredder <laughs> yeah i mean i went to the tour i mean that was my first live event awesome. i was four or five years old whatever it was and uh definitely you know a seminal moment in my life so to have an action figure form is is perfect um yeah. and then you know back to the future and Jaws and just everything NECA's doing is just, it's, uh, I, it, I get excited about it. It kind of gets me through the day. It's, it's awesome. I mean, you know, Randy's always said when I've talked to him in these interviews and everything that like they, like him and the rest of the NECA crew basically, make the toys that they wanted when they were kids. You know, like they, they're us as, but they're the toy company. You know what I mean? So they're, all these things that they loved growing up, they've now got the the chance to play in those sandboxes yep. and they love that and they respect that. And they're trying to make the coolest toys that they could make um, that that fans like them will also appreciate. And I think that is just so cool. You know, like how many of us get the opportunity to like love something all our lives and then grow up and have the chance to work on that thing that we love so much. And I think it's awesome. And it really kind of speaks 
to, um, you know, the love and care that they put into their products. So yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, that, that's everything. That's everything. And like knowing that they're fans themselves and knowing that like they, they care and like, and Randy will be the first person to, when he doesn't like an idea, like it breaks my heart every time he'll, he'll kind of put down uh TMNT three. Cause I have such a soft spot in my heart for that movie. Man, he, he put down secret of the use forever too. Yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> I broke him down, I think <laughs> on token Razar right. because for years I was going, when am I going to get secret of the use figures? Yep. And he was always like, Nope, not interested, not interested. Only care about the first movie. <laughs> right. And finally, here we are getting Toka yep. and Razar and Super Shredder, and they look amazing. They're incredible. So, They're incredible. Like yeah. when, when we were at Toy Fair, we we walked into the NECA booth. It's the first thing we did. It was you know before the Hasbro event that day. Never being at Toy Fair, going into the NECA, having no idea what's going on, and just I literally <laughs> walked out. I was like, I can't handle what's in there. <laughs> I can't take it. Yeah. Um. So what as a as a Ninja Turtles fan, what uh what's your what's your dream uh, NECA item? Um. Or it doesn't have to be neck. I mean, I know Super 7's doing stuff too. I don't personally collect those. I'd like to. It's just, you know, there's only so much money to go around. There's so much. Well, and, you know, that's like a blessing and a curse right now because uh, we can't, it's it's hard to afford everything, right? There's so many. But I love that we have so many options right now. Yeah. And I love that what Super 7 is doing is different than what NEC is giving us. So you've got, like, right now we've got toys that are, Based on the original toy designs, if you like those from Super 7 or based on the original movies or based on the original cartoon or based on the video games, it's unbelievable. We've never had this much variety with Ninja Turtles at any point in history. Right. Never. So I think that's amazing. Um, But yes, it it can also be a curse because it's expensive. (laughs) So – so it's it's tough to say like what my dream thing is right now. Um, like Toka and Razar were really high on my list from NECA. And now we're getting those. So those were like knocked 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 off my my list. Um, I really think it's cool that Super Seven's doing figures based on the old toys yeah. because that old toy line is kind of what made me fall in love with Turtles to begin with, and it is very much its own thing. You know, like a lot of people just kind of think about the old cartoon and the old toy line hand in hand, but right. the designs are so different. They're so different. It's between a completely those different things. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that like, we're now getting like the four horsemen who I've loved their work for years anyway, you know, with all the He-Man stuff that right. I collect. Um, now they're over there doing what they did with He-Man, but for Ninja Turtles, which is my other favorite property. I mean, like that's amazing to me too. So I've got all these amazing stuff, all these amazing movie and cartoon figures from NECA. And now I've got these amazing four horsemen sculpted super seven figures that are based on the original toy line that I fell in love with. It's like, it's amazing. Um, and they're doing mutagen man right at the gate who was like my favorite toy oh, as it's a kid. The best. So it's the best. And, uh, and I, t- you know, so cool. I make these big proclamations. Anybody who listens to, to our podcast knows, um, the second I say, I'm not going to collect a certain brand or certain line is usually the day before I start. Um, so <sighs> uh, I'm going to try to stay away from the that. super seven stuff, but if they, there's, you know, I, I have, I have, I know you can't, you, you can't see me right now, but I've got a bunch of Ninja Turtles behind me. There's just certain <laughs> characters. I'm not hundred percent sure if I'm ever going to have scratch. Right. But sure. If they were to do that, I would invest 50 bucks in a, a bigger, more detailed scratch. Yeah. yeah. And like a modern version of scratch, man, that'd be a no brainer. They right. got to do scratch. Right. Everybody would buy a scratch. <laughs> Everybody would buy scratch. And like, you know, just 
that line went on for years. There's just an un, like that's the cool thing about something like Super Seven. Uh, you know, this is where toy lines like He-Man and Ninja Turtles really have an advantage over something like Ghostbusters because with Ghostbusters, it's still a niche and that's my Ghostbusters is always going to be my number one. Um, sure. But you know, people for years have been asking for, you know, more of the ghosts and more of the, you know, like Sandman and all that. And uh, of course uh, those, that's my favorite part of the Ghostbusters stuff, especially when we're talking real Ghostbusters. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, more toys of those ghosts is what we want. And <laughs> we never exactly. get those. And it never happens. And like, that's the weird thing. Like we don't have to go down this road, but when Hasbro rolled out the plasma series, I was thinking like, oh, this is going to be just like Black Series or uh, Power Rangers Lightning Collection. We're going to get an assortment from. But I think the worry with Ghostbusters is always you got to get the four main guys out there because that's what the masses want. And maybe that's true. Listen, I'm never in one of those people who is like the toy companies need to do this, that and the other because I get that (laughs) I don't understand the toy business uh, or I have a limited understanding. Um, But anyways, that's another rabbit hole. Definitely excited about Ninja Turtles. I I think NECA could do a, a turtle blimp, and I don't think it would be uh, as costly, you know, because the the main buck would be kind of, you know, maybe like an $80 or $90 price point or something like that, where, you know, the main part of the blimp is, you know. Like the balloon. A, the, a balloon, Lady, right? Yeah. You could probably <laughs> do that for, for you know, I would think it would, they could make it affordable. Um, obviously, I would love to see, you know, any kind of vehicles, uh, party wagon, blimp. Uh, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of seems like that a party wagon is pretty possible. Um, cause yep. Randy talked about that with me quite a bit the last time I talked to him. Yep. So I, I would love it. I, I hope we get it. I hope we get it. Yep. Lots of, lots of possibilities. Like I said, it's, it's all very exciting. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I I've been saying that for 10 years as a toy collector, it's never been better than it is right now. It's amazing. It's amazing. I think obviously, and we can talk about this too, if you want to get into it, like the, the hardest part about it, like we're getting so many cool items, which is great, but the, it seems like the, um, method of obtaining these items is getting a little trickier with the modern retail setting. Well, that's what people, Um, and I think that's probably the, yeah, I was just going to say, say, that's that's probably the biggest that's the biggest uh, hurdle right now. Sorry, I, I don't mean to keep talking. No, over no, you. you're good. We we've got like a half a second delay. I what I'm going to say is I agree with you, and that's the one thing people don't understand with 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 no Toys R Us and no mass retail distribution besides Target and Walmart. It gets really tricky. It does, and I said that when Toys R Us was closing, I was I was. At the time when that was happening, I, you know, I kind of expressed my worry for how that was going to affect the industry as a whole, because whether people realized it or not, Toys R Us had a big impact on how the toy industry works because they were an entire store dedicated to giving shelf space to toys, whereas Walmart and Target have six aisles for toys, seven aisles for toys. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's not a lot of shelf space. Um, so I was always worried about like the smaller toy companies or like the niche toy lines specifically. Cause without an outlet like Toys R Us, how do you, how do you put new toys out there and get them seen? You know what I mean? How do you try new things? It's hard to do that because, when you're, you've only got Walmart or Target to sell to, I mean, Walmart or Target's always going to, they're always going to want your Hot Wheels and they're always going to want your Barbies and they're always going to want your Avengers because they got a bunch of movies that make a lot of money. But like everything else, like, you know, like how do you convince them to carry your product? Exactly. Um, 
Yeah. So that's that's the worst part about this whole thing. And I think we're really starting to see the effects of that now um, with the way that these stores are <laughs> like they're they're mandating these exclusive items. Right. And the toy companies kind of have to do these exclusive items because they need the guaranteed shelf space. And then it makes the items very hard for us as collectors to to find them and track them down because they're exclusive to one outlet who's yeah <laughs> not reliable exactly <laughs> yeah know? and it's yeah. also that thing where like it's really important for the toy companies like NECA or whoever to uh or McFarlane like they you know we we know what's coming out right like anybody who knows if if you're in the toy industry or you have a toy podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever we know what's going on. We're, we're going to buy it. Like that sale is already happening, but they also have to count on, you know, 35, 40 year old dude who knows nothing about collecting toys, walking through Walmart and seeing Casey Jones and uh, Raphael in disguise and going, I've never seen anything like this before. What's this? What's, and then, you know, they got to make new fans as well. Um, but then you got to deal with the scalpers like my 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 text messages this week and my Facebook messages. It's like a network of people all over the state of Georgia, like hunting down Casey Jones. It's insane. It's tough, man. And that's that's like what all social media is right now is everybody trying to find Casey Jones. Um, I've only got one Walmart in my area that even has the section that has NECA stuff. Right. And I have had zero luck, just nothing at all. Like I never, I never find any of that stuff there. It's rough. I usually have to rely on, um, help from, from, uh, fellow collectors online. Uh, or if I'm lucky, you know, obviously I get product from NECA directly sometimes, but I never expect it. I never expect it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's always like, I, I still, you know, have to hunt this stuff down too. Um, and it's tough, man. It's been real tough lately. It's, it's tough. And, and it's, you know, I sometimes have to check myself because we're, we're just outside of Atlanta. So I've got 25 Walmarts and 10 targets within a 40 mile radius. So my experience is oh, that's not, awesome. yeah, it's great. And that's why I've, I've never had trouble. Like eventually I was able to get all the, you know, the TMNT two packs or, or any with a new, you know, black series hits or whatever, I'm able to go and find the stuff and get it. But if you're in a smaller town or a smaller market, it's, you know, it, it's disheartening because all of a sudden, instead of spending $50 on a two pack, which is already a lot of money, am I going to spend a hundred? Am I going to spend 120? And it, it's, uh, I, I get, you know, I hear people, um, yeah, but the flip side is there's only so much that the people, you know, you're at the mercy of the retailers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, absolutely. Uh, and the mercy of the licensing, right? They, we don't know what Playmates mandates from NECA or that's, you know. yeah, that's the other part of it too. And I know that that's, that's really hard, um, for people to understand. And, and that, that's, you know, that's not a pro that's not a fault of anybody. Um, like I know Randy's been pretty upfront, like always trying to explain how the licensing works. And I know that the licensing with turtles is strange because Playmates, is technically still the master licensee mm-hmm. on that. Um, and they've, they've definitely like loosened the grip in the past few years, which is why we have so many options now, but I think it still prevents people like NECA and super seven from outright putting these on store shelves readily available for people. Like, I think they have to be a limited item. They have to be a certain price point. Like, I think they have to hit the $50 price point. Right. Otherwise they can't even be in stores. Right. Um, that's why like, 
uh, NECA stuff isn't even in the toy section. It's like in the it's in the media sections right. of both Target and Walmart. Like it has to be away from the toys as not to cause confusion. <laughs> you know, it, whatever that means. Exactly. Um, it's so weird. It's, there's like, all kinds of weird stipulations that they have to abide by. Yeah, it's it's just the thought that there's a this other section separate from the toy aisle that has toys, but it's it's like in the whole like adult collector thing like that. All those lines, like if you go down the toy aisle, I feel like everything is collector oriented these days, except for you know maybe a couple you know really kids focused lines. But like you know, let's get into these real Ghostbusters figures. You know, <laughs> yeah. And I watched let's do it. <laughs> I watched uh, I watched your video and I thought it was great and I, it was on point and um it. I get the frustration. (laughs) I get the frustration, you know, and it's not, it's not, you know, people always want to figure out like who's to blame for this. And it's, I'm sure there's a lot of people you could blame, but it's mostly a Walmart thing, which is they're, I'm guessing, you know, they, they, they have, they signed this deal with Hasbro to have these exclusive figures. They put up this presale and the presales are always insane with like, you don't know what's going on. And, uh, the stuff is either just not showing up or showing up damaged. And it's, yeah. it, it sucks. It's really ridiculous. I know. And I don't, I don't really know if this is, I mean, it's definitely a Walmart issue as far as the ship, terrible shipping and the terrible pre-orders and all that goes because, um, you know, the same thing's been happening with the masters of the universe origins figures, which are Walmart exclusive right now. So it's like, it's Mattel and Hasbro product that are both going through this exact same issue where like things are going up for sale sporadically selling out within 10 seconds. And then the things that get shipped out are like in, in bags or bubble mailers and they're showing up totally crushed or they're folding them in half and cramming them in boxes that don't fit. It's totally insane. And, um, I just, I don't really even know what can be done about that. I don't know if like the toy companies have the ability to kind of step in and be like, Hey, can we not do this with our product? Because you're, you're making all of our customers mad and this is a bad look for all of us. Like, I don't know if they can do that. I hope something like that happens. They need a toy star. They need like, they need somebody, they need pixel Dan is what they need to come in. And then what you do is you do quality control. No, no, you already have a job, Uh, but it would be, it would be nice if, if, you know, you would think if they, if Walmart started selling, like, I don't know, what did my mom used to collect? Like the weird porcelain sugar holders or whatever that stuff was. Like, you would think that if they knew that it was a collectible, they would have some sort of system to at least ensure proper packing. Like, there's always going to be yeah. some level of damage or whatever. That that can happen with shipping. It happens right. with Amazon right. or whatever. Um, but they need to do something. I do think they need to do something. Yeah, I agree. And and you're right. Like, obviously, we can't always guarantee that things are going to be perfect in shipping. But I do think that Walmart needs to be taking the extra steps. And I know a lot of people brought up Amazon, too, when I was when I made that video. And I get it. Like, I've had things show up from Amazon that are messed up. But you know what? I get things from Amazon all the time. And it's it's not to the level that these Walmart things were coming in, just not at all, you know, like, so yes, you're going to get the bad Amazon employee, I think from time to time, that's boxing up your stuff. But one thing that Amazon does good is that they package things 
in as few of boxes as possible. Right. And Walmart will like, you'll get a stack of boxes on your porch in one day. That's all from Walmart. That's the same order. Yep. But for some reason, but for some reason they put them all in separate boxes and there's no consistency between the way they package them. You know, like I, I would get those Ghostbusters figures. I got like three a day one day <laughs> and I got like, you know, I got the one that was like folded up and crammed into a small box. I got the one that was in a big box with lots of padding. And then I got one that was in an envelope. It's it, like, what is this it, insane? Doesn't it feel like somebody's <laughs> playing a joke on you? Like I remember yeah. um, in uh, 1998, I exclusively collected uh, WWF Jack's uh, figures and I was in seventh or eighth grade, whatever it was, but I was a mint on card collector. So I'd buy them, hang them on my wall. Yeah. And then in like 10th grade, I realized it's going to be really hard to have any kind of social life with 300 uh, wrestling figures on your wall. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> uh, but uh, then I decided, you know what? Who needs to talk to people? I love my toys, um, uh, which I very much did. Anyways, the point I'm getting at is that Christmas, my aunt got me a bunch of WWF figures and she sent them to me and she folded all of the cards. And I was like, <laughs> and, and I'm opening. A to, to, yeah, and, I, and I'm like, I was yeah. so offended. So now I'm thinking like, is my aunt working at Walmart? Is she the one? Is it, is the uh, joke still happening? Uh, no, fun. but, but seriously, like it, it, it it's been disappointing because people are so excited about these Ghostbusters yeah. figures. I mean, obviously as, as Ghostbusters fans, like, you know, for us, for some people it's about, Hey, the originals, I'm never going to be able to get them on card. They're very expensive. This is a really great way to have that. Um, and yeah, for, for us, absolutely. it's like, I look at it as like a new, a new part of the real Ghostbusters line for the first time in, in 30 years. Um, and to have them showing either not showing up or showing up damaged or what happened with us, which was nobody was getting their pre-orders and all of our Walmarts just had yes. them. Yes. Um, that's what was happening. That's how it started with me too. And, and the, I like, I haven't even found them in stores around here yet. It's weird. Like I've checked the Walmarts and, uh, cause I, I got so frustrated that my pre-orders weren't showing up. I was like, I'm just going to walk in a store and buy them. But then I couldn't even do that. <laughs> but I kept seeing so many people were putting up, you know, pictures with like whole sections filled with these things. And right. I'm like, well then how come all my pre-orders are on back order? Yeah. And like, I, what is going on here? And I think it was that, that running change of the, the car, yeah. which is so, another like, so weird. You know, we've, we've had conversations with, with folks at, at ghost core, uh, over the you know past couple months about, uh, you know, about the toys and the toy releases and stuff. And, and we're, we're really friendly with them. And this, you know, just another thing consumers never think about is just legally what can and can't not go on a, the card of a toy, uh, sure. is crazy. Sure. It's, it's just yeah. something you would never think about, but then they changed the skew and it just, it turned into chaos. So, um, I guess now that we skipped over all that, what do you think of the figures? <laughs> do you like them? I, so, okay. I, I think they look awesome. I especially do like the packaging. Like, like you said, it's a really cool way to like get carded versions. Um, you know, if you just want to display them or, or whatever, I think they look neat. Um, I did open up a few of them the other day since I've got such damaged cards. I was like, might as well open these up. Um, so I noticed that the plastic quality is quite a bit different from the originals. Uh, Did you open any of them up? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got real soft gummy arms. Yeah. Like the arms real soft and real flexible. And, um, the ghost buddies are way lighter and sometimes they're hollow, Hollow you know, like, uh, 
Yeah. So and uh, like it was crazy because like I pulled it out of the package and immediately noticed that the weight was was off. I was like, whoa, these don't feel anything right. like the original ones. Because and then I came and like grabbed some of my originals and I was just like this. Compared. They're like totally different. Yeah. I was like, they feel so different. Um, they look really nice. But yeah, the, the obviously like the plastic quality is a lot different. And that probably just has a lot to do with you know, standards have changed since the eighties. Um, obviously if they want them to be at a certain price point, they got to do some stuff. So that, that's what resulted right. in them you know, feeling. I was happy that they kept it, you know, 15 bucks for, for a collector's action figures. Super good price. Super, Super good, price. good price. They display it's, it's, really well. And, um, yeah, they, they display great. I love the Slimer, the green ghost. I think he's great. awesome. He's I always great. love that figure anyway. Oh, yeah. it's, it's probably, you know, probably top five Ghostbusters figure of all time is, is the original green ghost with the, uh, the, the meat, the meat and the water. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so listen, we got to talk masters of the universe and sure. I, sure. so let me give you, I'm, I know our listeners are sick of hearing it, but I'm going to say it. So I have no nostalgic ties to masters. I was born in 1984, by time I came into my my own, I guess that's what you do. You come into your own at four years old and you decide to become a consumer. And I was consuming Ghostbusters <laughs> and Ninja Turtles. Um, and by that point, sure. Masters was kind of, you know, run its course. Um, I have stayed away. I have completely stayed away my entire, I respect it. I, I used to buy and sell toys full time. I'm, I'm familiar with the vintage stuff. I have so much respect for it. But I, I always said, I'm never going to go down the road of masters. I'm never going to go down the road of transformers. Just not my thing. Um, a month ago, uh, zombie sailor, uh, on Instagram, who's a toy sailor, yeah. a toy sailor, a toy yep. salesman, uh, who we've had on the <laughs> show before he had, um, a bunch of the, uh, five and a five and a half inch super seven masters figures. Yeah, and, man. I saw that. And I was like, you know what? I need to be a well-rounded toy collector. I can't just have these, these, I can't just <laughs> not. Um, so I'll send you the pictures. So I've almost completed the five and a half inch, uh, super seven line. And then Excellent. I, and then I said, yeah. I, you know, cause I'm very familiar with, uh, Motu classics. We've had, uh, Scott, uh, Nyklink on the show to talk Maddie collector ghostbusters. I know all Sorry. about it. I know how crazy the aftermarket is. Um, it's been one month. I'm over 30 classics now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nice. It's, uh, and I, you know, I was able somebody in actually in the, the, I'll shout them out the, in the major wrestling figure, uh, their Patreon group. So, somebody gave me an incredible deal on 25 figures. Um, Excellent. and I got, and I got all, cause I didn't want to go down that road. I I'm sure you're like, great, cool story, dude. But I just want to, I know how important masters is for you. I was like, I don't want to go down the classics road because to me at this point with secondary prices with Skeletor and He-Man and all your main characters, I got Skeletor. I got He-Man. I got Scareglow. I got She-Ra. Oh, nice. So, but it's still tough knowing that these were 25 and $30 figures. And, but I, as a toy collector, seeing some of these go for two, $300 a pop. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, it's such a good line. I mean, I just, uh, it's, it, I was, um, well, we can talk about this a little bit too, but obviously I've, I've had to do a lot of photography and yeah. everything. Oh, we gotta, I gotta talk um, about your book. I, mean, I just bought my first dark horse book. Uh, my first dark horse masters book. Uh, I'm going to, nice. I'm going to get them all. Uh, I go hard when I go. <laughs> sweet, 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 sweet. Yeah. So like I kind of got to re-experience that line and you know, like I, I lived through that whole line obviously because that, 
that line started back in 08, which was about the time my um, YouTube channel was 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 only about a year old at that point. And um, so like me and that toy line are kind of synonymous, you know, Matt pixel Dan and masters of the universe classics kind of go hand in hand because that I review that entire toy line all the way through. Um, so it's always going to be super special to me and really hold a, a special place for me. But, um, I love those figures and getting them all out and, it sucks because I had to tear down my whole uh, display, basically. Right, right. <laughs> and I still haven't put I still haven't put it back up. It's a mess right now um, because I've had to do tons of photography for the book. Right. Um, but it is it was so much fun to do it, you know, because it really kind of just uh, made me fall in love again with them and really just remember why they're so special and why they're so cool and and just all the things we got out of that line. I mean, it was such a fan service line. It was there. I don't feel like there's ever been a toy line quite like it as far as like how complete it is and how standardized it is. I mean, that line lasted for 12 years and it like had a standard all the way through, right? Like the packaging never changed. The, the body type never really changed. Um, it, it was like everything fits in together perfectly and they got to so many characters and they gave you so many options with like alternate heads and alternate weapons to let you create many comic versions of the characters or filmation versions of the characters. It was unbelievable. The level of fan service that Mattel gave that line. It's incredible. And in knowing like for me, it's exciting. So obviously I was familiar, you know, I keep up with stuff enough to know that, um, you know, when super seven took over, you know, that was probably a, a, a kind of a weird, let's all take a deep breath and see what's going to happen moment because that's pretty, totally, un- totally. that's pretty unprecedented for, an, uh, you know, an active toy line to jump companies and continue. Um, exactly. So, um, but I've, I've been able to, I've picked up some of the super seven stuff. I got all the William Stout uh, figures and, uh, Oh, those are some of the best. Let me tell you. So that's definitely super seven's best work as far as classics goes. Yeah. Cause they, they nailed those. They're I, so good. I, I had right now I'm looking, I've got the, the movie Skeletor standing. And also I open everything. I, I, I can't. Too. I me too. You know, <laughs> but I, I've got the uh, the laughing Prince Adam standing next to Skeletor. It makes no sense, and I love it. Absolutely, love it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we've got so many different like versions of these characters all in the same toy line. It's right. amazing. But it, uh, so, like, what? Like I said, I, I've, I've I'm like going to do a history of Masters of the Universe. I'm going to go back and I'm going to relive all the stuff. I, so I'm watching the animated series for the first time in my life. I'm like 10 10 episodes in it. A it's great and it's funny and it's so much better than it. Like it really should be. Um, and, but it's also that moment in time. Like I, I talk and I collect vintage star Wars as well. Again, I've had star Wars my whole life, but I wasn't around when the vintage line was hitting. So you got to really commit to, it's a different thing when you don't have like a nostalgia for it. So I'm going to, it's more of an appreciation than anything. Um, I'm getting so excited talking about this. So, um, so yeah, I've got a bunch of the classics figures and now I don't know if I'll go down the vintage road really and truly because for me, that's getting tough too. That's getting real expensive. It's tough. It's expensive. (laughs) And then you've got the origins figures coming out, which I think, um, you know, I know they're not exact. Uh, Oh, look, there's Skeletor. Look at that. Um, could you do a review right now? Um, when, when when are those, uh, when are those scheduled to, uh, hit stores? So fall is the technical release date. And I think by fall, they actually mean August. 
Um, it, right. I think August 1st is actually supposed to be the in-store date for Walmart to get these. Um, they're exclusive to Walmart this year, and then they're supposed to be at all retailers in 2021. Okay. So, um, They've been popping in and out of stock on Walmart's website, and I think that's Walmart kind of jumping the gun, to be perfectly honest. And I know people are kind of scrambling already, like worried that. that they're not going to get them. I know. Isn't that so cool? Awesome. <laughs> now, now um, if, if I had any hesitation now, my like, oh, those are those are. They're fun. They're fun. Um, so like I, you know, cause I got He-Man and Skeletor and then I just got the, the sky sled. Cause that's, that just hit walmart.com and sold out right away. I got lucky that somebody nabbed one for me. Cool. Um, uh, I had to kind of like detach myself from classics with these because they're, they're supposed to be something totally different, right. you know, like classics was seven inch scale, like fully plussed out figures made for a collector. You know, there's tons of paint applications and they were sold direct to consumer. And, you know, by the time they ended, they were $40 a figure, you know, and then these are like $15 mass retail releases that um, are also made for kids to play with. Right. So you kind of have to like detach yourself because they are different. They're a little more like they're, they're trying to recapture the vintage feel of these, but they've added the articulation. And, and then of course they've got like swappable parts, yeah. you know, you mix and match all the parts, which is cool. And so they're, they're honestly, they are really fun toys. Um, and that's the way you have to look at them. They're fun toys. They're fun toys. And that's yeah, what they're supposed yeah. to be. They're supposed to be yes. fun toys. Um, exactly. Do exactly. you, um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. What was the fan when, when, um, so Masters started off uh, with the Classics line on Maddie Collectors, probably a $20, $25 price point. And then yes. we all, uh, you know, I remember everything also hitting big lots and what what an insane time that was where all of the... Oh. <laughs> and then, um, but the loyal fan base, it made the line successful over a long period of time. And when it moved to Super 7, there was that price increase where people cool with that? Was it something, was it just kind of a necessary evil to be able to continue it? Yeah. So it's, so it's, it's definitely a tough pill to swallow. And I know that towards the end there, especially since some of these final figures were like, we're literally at a point now where they're $40 a piece. And you kind of got to a point where like some people were definitely getting priced out of it. And that's totally understandable. Um, but it was, it was absolutely that thing where like we were moving from, you know, the biggest toy company in the world, to essentially an indie toy company, you know, that's the super sevens, very small. Um, they, you know, they're not, they had to use their own factories, all that stuff. So of course the prices had to go up because they weren't going to get the same rates as somebody like Mattel. Um, so it's one of those things where like you, I think the fan base was just really dedicated to keeping masters of the universe alive. So they stuck with it. They stuck with it. Um, cause I will always, always give, the He-Man community, the Masters of the Universe community, the She-Ra community, all of them, so much credit for keeping this brand relevant for as long as it has because it is, it could not happen without this fan base. Like this fan base loves these properties so much <laughs> and has kept these brands going for so long. And I just hope that like with Mattel 
doing this new toy line and and I, I totally approve of them doing something in mass retail and trying to get a new audience involved. I think that's important. Um, but I hope they never forget that the fans have kept this brand alive for as long as it has. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and it's incredible because it's in, similar to Turtles and Ghostbusters to a certain respect. It's been kind of, it's hit lulls and then it's been uh, kind of rebooted and rebranded. Um, but the cl- yeah. the classics run is legendary. And, you know, maybe it's amazing. is there, you know, is there any chance you think it'll they'll ever bring it back in some form or you think it's probably done so? I, I really don't know. Um, I don't want to say one way or the other because I don't know. You never know. You never know. Um, that'll be clickbait tomorrow. Pixel Dan says, (laughs) pixel Dan says classics coming. I know that's the, yeah, I got, I got to be careful. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to Mattel about it, you know, in my recent interviews with them talking about origins and right now they're, they're very dismissive of it because they they don't want to talk about classics. They want to focus on their new toy line. They want to focus on origins. And I get that. That makes sense. Um, there's definitely that level of, you know, the the questioning of why can't both lines exist at the same time. Right. You know, why can't we have a collector line that's geared directly towards the collectors and also have a mass retail line geared towards everybody? And um, I don't really know. The answer to that, uh, Mattel is dead set on making sure there's no brand confusion and focusing on one line at a time. So I think we're just going to have to live with that for right now. And just, I don't know. We don't know what the future holds. We might have another opportunity to get classics again, you know? You know, it's it's weird too, because in a lot of ways, Mattel was ahead of the curve with, with Maddie collector, with, with a collector's focused direct to consumer. And now it feels like they've fallen behind a little bit because Hasbro being the other major player, uh, is kind of killing it with Hasbro pulse. I mean, uh, I know. (laughs) So it's interesting to watch that ebb and flow. Um, so I want to talk about your book before we wrap up. And uh, I sure, do. I guess yeah. I should make. I should tell you first because I haven't told anybody, including close family and friends. Um, I pre-ordered Snake Mountain, <laughs> so uh, uh, it's. Yes! Uh, I, I've gone. I'm full in. Uh, so we're the, gonna get that real soon too. I think within the next couple months. Yeah. Here, so. And uh, I don't know Man. where it's going, but that, neither do I. We'll deal with <laughs> that when I. it happens. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a problem for future Dan. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I have no idea where right. it's going. Right, hundred percent. But yeah, it's been it's been really uh, an enjoyable thing to to kind of dive into, and uh, yeah, good stuff. So let's talk about the book. Uh, yeah, let's do it. It was just announced, up for pre order on Amazon. Labor of love. Uh, I know how much work you put into this book. Uh, I can't even imagine. I mean, I know how much work it takes to make a five minute YouTube video with edits. So, uh, let's talk about it. Where, where, where did this get started? What is it? Where? Sure. Yeah, let's no. So, um, yeah. So we are of course referring to the toys of He-Man and the masters of the universe, yes. which is the new, uh, masters of the universe, official toy guide, officially licensed toy guide being published by dark horse. It is currently slated for release in February of 2021, but it is up for pre-order right now, anywhere that carries books. So Amazon and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's super exciting. Um, so I, uh, this has been about two and a half years in the making at this point. Um, we're almost going on three years basically of, of working on this book. Um, it's, it's one of those things I've always wanted to do, you know, like I I've always wanted to write a book, first of all, some sort of toy book. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, but basically as soon as all of these dark horse 
Masters of the Universe guide started, I was right there throwing my name in the hat. If we ever get a chance to do a toy book, I want to write the toy book. And I just kept doing it. And I kept I kept saying it. And I kept uh, I kept, you know, messaging my uh, one of my best friends, Val Staples, um, who worked on this book with me. both of our project together. Um, but he was, uh, the lead on all the other dark horse masters books. So, you know, I was always nudging him. If there's ever a chance for a toy guide, if there's ever a chance for a toy guide, you know, I was like, please keep me in mind. Um, and eventually I got the call. Like eventually I, I, I got a phone call and they were like, Hey, we're actually interested in pursuing this toy book. Is this something you'd be interested in and taking on? And so I said, yes, immediately. I was like, absolutely. I want to do it. Um, I always knew going into it that it was going to be a ton of work. And like, I've even had people say, don't write a book. It's going to break you. It's going to kill you. (laughs) You know, like people, people told me stuff like that. And I was like, ah, probably, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I can tell you that this was, um, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of, uh, uh, a a lot of writer's block. Let me tell you, writer's block is a real thing. I know that's like a thing that's like a cliche thing, but man, I would sit there sometimes for days trying to get words out of my head. Yeah. And then I'd go on this, and then I'd go on this rush, right? It would just be like, bah, 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 right, bah, right, bah, right. Bah, and it was real easy. And then I would just get stuck again. And it was crazy. Um, tons of research obviously had to go into this because I wanted to make sure that everything was as accurate as I can possibly get it. You know, this is, this is important. And a lot of people are going to look at this and uh, I, I, I never like to call myself an expert at any of this stuff. You know, I'm a toy enthusiast, but I'm always learning. I'm always learning. And, um, I never want to say that I'm like the guy or the expert because I want to make sure that I keep myself in that headspace where I always should be learning about this stuff. So I've done a lot of research and, you know, I've, I've worked very closely with a lot of fans of the property. So let me, let me tell you right now that this is not just my book. Like this is a community book. I could not have done this without the help of so many people within the masters of the universe community, whether they were helping me with photography, helping me with some of the writing, uh, or letting me come into their homes and photograph their toys, which is what I had to do. I mean, me and Val and I flew all over the country and even into Canada over the course of two years, visiting collectors to photograph toys for, for this book. That's incredible. Um, because we wanted to have all original photography. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to make sure everything in it was, was ours and it was fresh and it was new and it was accurate. So, uh, a lot of time went into this book and I just, I really hope that it, uh, it lives up to the hype. Um, I am, I am so thrilled to see that it's selling so well. I mean, it's been the number one bestseller in its category, uh, since the day it went up for pre-sale, which is mind blowing to me. But I also feel like it puts all this extra pressure on me because I'm like, Oh my God, I hope people like this when they get it. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I love a good toy guide and unfortunately they're, they're few and far between to find, you know, there's a GI Joe one and there's a vintage star Wars one and they're all pretty good, but you know, to basically you're filling a need, which is amazing. And it's a labor of love and it's a passion of yours. And that stuff, like everything you do, your passion for what you do comes through. So I have no doubt that the book is going to be incredible. Um, we've been talking about it. Uh, we'll put up the Amazon links and nobody like we need to tell anybody. Uh, but, uh, 
So just so you documented starting from the beginning and, and all through, you know, what, what's the cutoff point, which I'm sure that probably is stressful too, because <laughs> that was stressful. Volume so is going to be like right around the corner. Well, that's the thing. So, um, when we first got this, when we first, uh, like secured the, the license and everything was good to go, um, we had a different release date that was much sooner, um, which was going to cut the book off. Um, before the last several waves of Super 7's classics figures had come out and Snake Mountain. So it was going to be incomplete right off the bat, right? Um, But we actually, like, we've had some delays along the way because that's just kind of the nature of the industry, especially when you're dealing with license material. Um, And that ended up, it was frustrating, but it ended up working in our favor because now it is complete, Um, this book is everything from the original masters of the universe toy line, starting in the eighties, everything from She-Ra princess of power, everything from new adventures of He-Man, everything from 2000 X He-Man and everything from masters of the universe classics all the way through snake mountain, snake mountains, even in the book. So I've made such uh, a mistake getting into (laughs) masters of the universe. This is ridiculous. I need, yeah. I need out. I need to bet. Do you, let me ask you, are you in the market for a uh, scare glow? <laughs> um, no, it's incredible. I'm, I'm so excited about it. And it's amazing. Uh, it's uh, over 700 pages. So if that it's huge, it is huge. So yeah, yeah, I bought the, which I bought the dark horse. I think the character guide is the one I bought. Uh, they yeah. had it. And you know, for one thing, I just love a good coffee table, hardcover book. Uh, I love those things. Um, but you know, that's great that you got through snake mountain. That's a, that's a logical cutoff point because there's nothing worse. I've got all these, like over the years, they've put out these like comprehensive guides to ghostbusters and like the one from 2013, it's like, what does the future hold? Will there be a ghostbusters three? And it's just like, yeah, we're, we're still trying to get ghostbusters. Yeah. 2020. We still don't, you know, it's delayed again. So I'm pretty sure we were able to basically end this by saying, and then in 2020, Mattel's launching Origins and right. blah, blah, blah. So there's always going to be room for me to come back and do a, do a volume two or, you know, if, if, if there's another 10 years worth of He-Man figures, that right. could make another book. Or if there's only another three years of He-Man figures, maybe I can update this book to right. add Origins. You know, it's it, it, the future is wide open for yeah. that. Cool. I don't want to think about that right now because <laughs> I just want to get this one done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, but I should also bring up too, you just mentioned the character uh, compendium. Yeah. And so I should mention that for anybody who's interested, who's been buying all the Dark Horse books, there is going to be an exclusive version of this toy guide that is sold through the PowerCon website that comes with a bonus um, um additional guide that is an add on to the character guide. So like there's more characters and more, more stuff like that. That's added on to that. And the only way to get that book is to buy this toy guide through the PowerCon website. So that's going to be coming real soon. Um, We're just kind of waiting for some of the final numbers before we can list that one up for pre-order. But I just wanted to throw that out there for anybody that might want that extra book um i also did some writing for that book so that's gonna have some of my stuff in it too so i'm i'm sold i'm sold you exclusive to me the word exclusive i'm like i'll buy anything like cool what is it (laughs) let me get it let me get that other people can't get it and i can let me get that um well i'll definitely make sure to share that information as soon as that's live but i've been trying to make sure everybody knows like yeah you can buy the toy guide at all these places but if you want an extra book, there's going to be this other one coming soon. Cool. So, so cool. that's coming. So, well, uh, super excited. Yeah. Really appreciate you spending some time with me tonight. Uh, this yeah, was a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, we will, uh, you know, 
Pixel Dan, you've been doing this for a long time. You are the king of toys. Uh, your YouTube, oh, you know, you are, you really are. You're like before I ever made a YouTube, like I'll, I'll, I watched your stuff. Like I've learned do's and don'ts. Most hundred percent do's. If you want the don'ts for toy videos, watch mine. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but seriously, like I, I, I have so much respect for what you do and, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to connect down the road. Maybe toy fair 2021. Well, you know, maybe it'll happen. Hopefully it does. Um, I hope so. (laughs) And, uh, no, this was a lot of fun. Super excited about the book. And I really appreciate the insight because, uh, as you know, it, it's, it is daunting. Like people, I joke a lot about it. Um, but when you're getting into something and you want to learn more and you you don't want to go the wrong, you know, you don't want to go down the wrong rabbit holes. Uh, so, uh, definitely leaning on, you know, your classics reviews and all the content on your channel, uh, to, I want to be an expert too. I'm not going to write a book about it, but I want to be an expert. <laughs> um, Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Any, anything else you want to uh, plug or, or get off your chest before we wrap up? No, man. Uh, buy the book. Buy the book. <laughs> Everybody please buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. Everybody will. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll all I'll have to talk to you uh, off air. Maybe we'll, we'll work out something and do some giveaways or something. I want to get in everybody's hands because we've got, you know, we've got a private Facebook group for, for a podcast. It's about a thousand strong, a lot of masters Sweet. fans in there. Um, and you know, and on Friday nights we do virtual toy hunting. We've been doing it during the pandemic. So we, we live stream our, our, me and my wife, we get on eBay and, uh, the last couple oh, of weeks, that's fun. It, it's a, it's been a ton of fun and it's a, right. This is all about community. So we've got, yeah. whether, you know, 50, 60, 70 people hanging out, buying toys together, encouraging each other to make bad purchases. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, half the yeah. time I venture, like I bought some hot toys for the first time ever, you know, just we're trying to, trying to, we can't, wow. really, can't go to toy stores or toy shows right now as much. So we, uh, we've been doing it online. Um, all that to say, I've got, uh, uh, battle Ram coming, uh, the classic. Yes. So it's coming this week. Oh, it's so good. I got that sitting right here actually. Oh. Cause I just, well, here's the back half of uh, it. Cool. But. Cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I pulled it out to compare it to the new jet sleds. So. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Ooh, that one cost me. <laughs> no, I bet it's um, such, it's my favorite vehicle from masters. I love the battle Ram. It's, it's very cool. Uh, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Well, <laughs> pixel Dan, I will let you go. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll connect yeah, soon and, uh, congrats again on, on the, the new baby. And, uh, you're in Springfield, right? Is that where you are? Yes. Cool. Yes, I'm, Illinois. I'm yep. from Chicago originally. I've been to Springfield oh, nice. many a time. Nice. Well, I used to be in a band, uh, a band we played with all the time was from Springfield. They were called park. Uh, so oh, wow. cool. yeah, but that was a lifetime ago. That was, <laughs> that was between, uh, you know, after high school and before toys were the most important thing in my life. So right. anyways, <laughs> all right, man, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right. Take it easy. Thank you guys. All right. Bye.